This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your money, your life, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. You can follow me on Twitter and be sure to subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel where you get all of the uh, content, the videos, what have you, in one place. So we've got a really interesting show for you today, which is going to really help, I think, give a lot of good information for those of you who are contemplating or making Aliyah. Um, It's my honor to introduce Moishi Zak, who is a works is a mortgage broker with First Israel, um, servicing the high net worth market. Um, he has literally proven to be a quote unquote diamond in the rough. Why do I say that? Because previous to becoming a mortgage broker, he actually worked in the diamond exchange in Israel, which is really interesting. Um, Service is what really makes uh, Moishi stand out, um, helping clients save time and a lot of money. So it's my honor to introduce Moishi Zach to the show. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So let's just jump right in. Okay. You know, if you look at different Facebook groups out there that are talking about um, making Aliyah or even for, for Anglos who are already in living in Israel, I think the most common question is, you know, what is a mortgage? Should I use a mortgage broker, right? In fact, I saw in a Facebook group yesterday, right? Who is a mortgage broker and is it worth my while using one? So why don't we start with that? What is a mortgage broker and is it pay using one? That's an excellent question. And I like that question um, because uh, that really defines my existence. The reason that we exist in Israel um, unlike in any other country, any other normal country that I'm familiar with, is that there's absolutely no transparency in Israel uh, regarding mortgages vis-a-vis rates, vis-a-vis all the nuances of mortgages. And therefore, unfortunately, um, the banks have the upper arm because they're controlling all the information. Um, there are changes in the market. Uh, pre- private, indiv- private individuals are not privy to that information. Um, there's a total lack of transparency. And therefore, um, we are here, A, to protect our clients. In Israel, it's illegal for the bank to pay brokers like ourselves. So we are working for our clients, and I prefer it that way, not like in the States where brokers get paid on the back end from the banks. Um, And A, we're here to protect them, like I said, and B, to offer the transparency, to offer them different um, products that are available. So even if one bank will tell you, this is not possible, it's possible because they don't have that product. Other banks might have that product. So we're here to, to, to bring transparency and service to our, to our clientele. And because I assume, because you're working in much higher volumes and you work through the whole spectrum of the banks, you're often able to get better deals for, or you know what's out there as opposed to if I just turned to my bank, you know, I'd be sort of at a loss. I would take what they offered me, right? 
that first of all, people feel, unfortunately, people feel and you know that they have this relationship with their bank, even if they've been living here for 20 years, for argument's sake. And you know they have this relationship, their bank's gonna look after them, they feel comfortable. It's not necessarily true. A, first of all, you could take a mortgage by any lender in Israel. It doesn't have to be from your bank. That's number one, right? Um, number two, yes, there is a competition here in Israel. Every bank has a sweet spot and dealing with the volume that we deal with, we know what the bank's sweet spots are. Of course, also in terms of qualifying for a mortgage, um, there are certain banks that will be able to, to underwrite certain types of income where other banks will not. So that's also a very, very, very interesting uh, you know, point um, in terms of qualifying. Um, you know, your, bank, your bank might not be able to, to underwrite the loan as opposed to another bank, which, which might. So there, there are many, many nuances that um, come into play. And as a broker dealing with all the banks, we're online with all the banks and the volume that we're doing, the savings go directly to the client. That's interesting. I know like one of the issues for um, retirees mm-hmm. is whether they're able, you know, at what age, you know, does it stop? If you have no income, you know, you're living on your retirement savings um, mm-hmm. and you're past a certain age, whether they can get a mortgage or not, you're able mm-hmm. to help with that, right? Right. So, so first of all, we understand obviously different sources of foreign income, which is a very big, uh, it's a very common uh, trend, especially when you have Olim coming into Israel and they do still have income abroad. So that's something which we're very accustomed to dealing with. That's number one. And number two, yes, as you mentioned, in Israel, they do discriminate based on your age. Not like in the States where a 70-year-old can get a 30-year loan. Here in Israel, the banks would generally like the mortgage to be fully amortized by the ages of 75 to 80 years old. So knowing which banks can allow a little bit of a longer term can make a significant difference in the whole in the whole package. Interesting. So um, it's been no secret, something I've spoken about a lot, that even with um, COVID out there, the interest in Aliyah is off the charts. We're seeing record, you know, the Jewish agency, Nefesh Benefesh, have published um, numbers about the surge in interest in Aliyah. Um, mm-hmm. And what also is interesting is that we've seen, I think I read an article last week that that even with what's been going on locally in, in Israel, um, the high net worth market um, is coming back. It had sort of been, maybe I'm wrong, but I sort of thought just across the street from me as a project, which I knew they had a trouble selling a little bit, um, but it's coming back with a vengeance from what I understand. And I, I assume that there's like a correlation between the two. Um, what do you sort of see in terms of, you know, Olim looking for properties as well as the high net worth market? So we're, we're dealing with a very niche market, our particular firm. We're dealing with the higher end of the market. We've had in the last six months about 150% increase in applications, wow. um, which is crazy. Um, you know, what you're referring to is that huge sale that was published last week about this, uh, this hundred plus million uh, apartment that was sold in the Davis Promenade, which is, you know, top, top seafront location in Tel Aviv. So definitely there are, you know, there are very large deals uh, that are happening, but um, in the higher end of the market, yes, I would say that the market is on fire. Um, there is a very, very strong demand from, uh, from Olim, especially just to give you an example. And again, this is just one individual, somebody who's a, a, a medical practitioner in the States, in New York, um, with New York going through their tax reform now, you know, of course, as you've heard, people, many people from New York are thinking to relocate to Florida, for example, um, but somebody whose practice is in New York and he has the, the state tax and all the different taxes that are going to be uh, rising right now, he's actually making Aliyah. He's thinking of making Aliyah. 
and he's just going to have to figure out how to sort out his uh, his practice here. But um, it's given people an extra push and an extra boost, um, you know, to actually take that step. Now, a lot of people, of course, have been thinking about it. COVID has made them put that into action. And people who have uh, been more on the back burners, I would say, has brought them definitely to the front burners in terms of making Aliyah or having a safe house, safe home here in Israel. Interesting. Um, we were speaking before uh, we, we went on, uh, on live, that um, you had an interesting call uh, or WhatsApp a few days ago, which I think mm -hmm. is, as you, you said, right, it's, it's a very common question that you get, right? A lot of Alim are like telecommuters, right? They're not actually gonna work in Israel. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that conversation that you had with the person sure. and just talk, you know, what people do who are not living in Israel and don't have a pay slip that they can show the bank and, and what have you? Perfect, so that's a very common uh, question that we get asked. How can I qualify for a loan in Israel if I have no locally sourced income? So the answer is very simple. The bank can qualify you based on foreign income. Now, to qualify for a mortgage in Israel, the bank is typically looking at the last two years of your personal tax returns. So whether they're American returns, Swiss, Australian, English, it doesn't make a difference. The bank, um, the bank can understand that. There are banks that don't, but there are banks, of course, that do. Um, and as a broker, of course, knowing which banks understand foreign returns, especially when they're complicated returns. You know, we have lots of clients, of course, that have negative returns there's losses on their tax returns, but there are ways that we, from our experience, that we know how to explain it to the bank in a way that they'll feel comfortable with the, with the borrowers, of course, um, and the documentation to uh, enough to, to underwrite such a loan and to qualify. So qualifying with foreign income is absolutely not an issue. It's a common misconception that one has to have locally sourced income in Israel, but that's a, that's a myth. It's not true. Okay. Um, I was I forgot to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? Sure. So um, if you want my, of course, my, my email is mzak, Z-A-C-K, at firstisrael.com. And my cell phone, which I'm always available, is 972-543-971-901. And it's the Aaron Katzman Show. We're coming to you from Jerusalem, Israel. We're speaking to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Follow me on Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to the brand new YouTube channel. We're speaking mortgages for all of you who are looking to buy an apartment in the Holy Land, or a house, or a building, or whatever it is you're looking to buy. Whether you're considering making Aliyah, whether you already live in Israel, um, and we're speaking with an expert um, of a mortgage broker, Moishi Zak from First Israel Mortgage. Um, and this has actually really been a, 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 a great um, interview in terms of, of information. Not all the interviews that I do are so, uh, <laughs> we get so much practical information, but this is a good one. I'd like to switch gears a little bit um, and speak about another thing that you do, which is also helping people refinance their mortgages. Mm -hmm. uh, Refinancing mortgages is a little bit of a, uh, um, let's say, uh, uh, an issue where there's a little bit of divisiveness. Not everybody agrees that it, it, it's a great thing to, um, to do. So can you speak a little bit about refinancing? 
What is so, it? Why? What are the benefits of it? And maybe what are the disadvantages of it? Right. So people, a lot of people, the reason that the, the, the pros, the, the reason that lots of people want to refinance, especially now, is because rates have come down. Base, rates in Israel today, like, you know, across, the, you know, in the, in the world, uh, generally speaking, are basically at an all-time low. And therefore, people who took out loans, you know, when rates were higher, could definitely take advantage of, of the fact that rates have come down and refinance. Now, the way it works in terms of prepayment penalties in Israel is quite simple. Variable variable or, or uh, adjustable, people call them adjustable rates, have no prepayment penalty um, at all. You just have to give the bank 10 days written notice. The potential for a prepayment penalty will only be on a fixed rate mortgage. So if the rates are lower, when you want to repay lower in the market than what you took out your loan at, there would be a penalty. However, if rates are higher, there's no penalty. So even today that rates have come down and um, there might be a slight penalty if, if uh, people have a penalty on their fixed portion of their loan, it's definitely worthwhile. Generally speaking, it's going to be worthwhile to refinance if you're taking out a longer term loan, even if you're rolling in that, that penalty. So we've done a lot of refinances in the last, uh, call it in the last year even, lots, because, because of the fact that rates have come down uh, significantly. Um, and also there's been another big change in the market, which is, is that um, depending on your residency, if you're an Israeli resident or if you're a foreign resident, that will, that will affect what type of uh, mortgage structure you're allowed to take out. So a foreign resident can take the entire loan in a variable adjustable uh, product. Mm -hmm. However, an Israeli resident must take at least one third on a completely fixed rate. And now with the new regulation of Bank of Israel since January 17th, they are allowed to take up to two thirds on a variable. Prior to that, it was up to one third on a variable. So therefore, another reason for people to take advantage of, of low rates is that they can take advantage of putting two thirds of their loan on a variable rate, on an adjustable rate. And those variable adjustable rates are significantly lower than, than fixed rates. Of course, some people wanna take the entire loan only fixed, which is a very fair argument, but they have the opportunity whether they, you know, sometimes people know I'm going to pay off the loan in, in the earlier time because I have money coming in from an investment, whatever it might be. And therefore, even if they're on an adjustable and people are, for people who are not comfortable to take an adjustable, they're able to structure the loan in this way that they have part fixed, part adjustable, that they can pay that off uh, with no penalty. So that's something which, uh, which is nice, which only came into um, effect January 17th. So let's say I refinance, okay? Let's say I took out a mortgage 10 years ago, a 25-year mortgage 10 years ago. Clearly the rates are lower now than they were then. Mm -hmm. What happens, right? Do I? What does that mean that I refinance? Does it mean that my uh, monthly payments decrease? Does it mean that the length of my mortgage decreases? Does it mean I can take out, you know, a half a million shekels? Like what, what does it mean exactly? It's. I would say it's all of the above. Okay. You have uh, the opportunity to do all of the above. So obviously it depends on the particulars of the situation. Um, very often it's worthwhile to refinance and to shorten the term because that's going to lower your rates than what you had. Um, often people want to refinance and let's say they have 20 years left. If they're able to qualify for a longer term, they want to put it on a 30 year term because this way it lowers their monthly payment because you're stretching it out on a longer term. So in terms of payments, there's different ways to play with it. It depends what's important to the client, lower rates, or the monthly payment. That's number one. Number two, due to COVID, um, Bank of Israel made a new regulation that you can take up to 70% cash out of an existing property. Prior to COVID, it was up to 50% on an existing property. Mm 
So if somebody has a mortgage um, on an existing mortgage on a property today, he's allowed to leverage that existing property up to 70% of its value. So there are people who are refinancing and also taking additional cash out monies. Cash out in Israel, the rates on cash out are generally somewhere between one to one and a half percent higher than purchase rates, which are the lowest rates. But there has been a very strong interest of people taking cash out for either purchasing another property, um, investing it um, abroad. There are many, many uh, different reasons why somebody would take cash out, but we've seen a lot of that as well. So let's say I have a... In, in addition to refinancing the existing debt, of course. So let's say I have a, a property worth 2 million shekels and I've got a mortgage on it that I took out whenever. I've got a million shekels left. Right. So, so you're I'd, able, be able to, I'd be able to pull out... Um, an additional 20%. Correct. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. And how does it work? And I'm not going to get into your own personal charges, but generally sort of in Israel, what do the... What, what do the... What does it cost approximately to, to, to refinance? So we, we have very simple fee structure. We charge 1% of the loan amount plus VAT. However, we have a minimum of 18,000 shekels plus VAT. And that's, of course, the service that we offer is, is that we take care of absolutely everything um, in terms of the mortgage from A to Z. Now, most of our clientele, a lot of our clientele is abroad. So that means sending them all the documentation that are required to sign personally, um, including, of course, a POA. They generally would appoint somebody based in Israel, either a family member or their attorney to come in and sign on the loan. But we take care of the entire process, the processing, everything vis-a-vis -vis the, the seller. Um, and it's a complicated process. Let's not, uh, let's not uh, you know, <laughs> let's, let's say it as it is. But we take care of that for them so they have the peace of mind that everything will be happening on time, efficiently. Um, and of course, to get the best possible mortgage structure, which is, you know, the, the, where's the beef? That's, that's where the savings are. That's great. Um, Moishi, how can people get a, a hold of you once again? So my mobile number is 972 for Israel, 543-971-901. And my email is mzack at firstisrael.com. I want to thank you very much for coming on. This was really, really informative. And I think uh, we'll try and get you back at, at a point in the future as well. With pleasure. And I'm going to wish you a Chag Sameach. Same to you. And to all of you, this has been the Aaron Katzman Show. I am your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. You can follow me on Twitter and be sure to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in.